Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 41 of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so glad that all of you guys are listening today. And please make sure that you stay until the end because I have an extremely exclusive first time ever announcement that is announced at the end of this podcast. You guys are going to love this interview with national fitness and nutrition expert mindset coach, Scott Keppel. So please enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now let the podcast begin. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited for this very special episode of the podcast. We have Scott Keppel here. He is an absolute expert fitness trainer. He is known for his work with the Miss Arizona and Miss Arizona USA organizations and is helping so many people all across the country, both in person and online. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Megan. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So guys, for all of you guys listening, you know that we like to have special guests on every once in a while. And I'm so incredibly excited about you guys getting to hear Scott's perspective today, because like I said, he is such a helper. He's somebody who is so specific to our niche since about 90% of our audience are pageant women who are listening. And obviously, as you guys have seen and have been watching, there have been a lot of changes over the past two years. And Scott is somebody who works and trains women in several organizations, even organizations that no longer have swimsuits. So we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of those details. You can hear his perspective. And at the very end, we have something really special just for our listeners. So if you are looking to reach your fitness and nutrition goals, both of them for yourself, you've needed help with that and want a really healthy and holistic approach. Scott's going to be able to help you with that at the end. But before we get into all of that, Um, I just want you guys to get to know who you're talking to today. So Scott, we'd love if you just started off by telling us about yourself and your family and your passion for fitness. Sure. No, thank you again, Megan, and for everyone that's listening. So uh, again, yeah, my my name is Scott Keppel. I own Scott's Training Systems. We're a world-class fitness team uh, in nutrition based out of Chandler, Arizona. Uh, We do have clients throughout the nation. Uh, as um, you had mentioned, Megan, I work with several pageants. So to be um, to be honest, I I'm the official trainer for ten states in the Miss USA organization, and then I also work with Miss Arizona in the America system. And then uh, I train several women throughout the nation that might be competing in those organizations or other ones. I'm just not the official one for them. Uh, I'm happily married, uh, 15 years, uh, so I have three children, uh, a boy, Gavin, who's 17, uh, he's a junior, uh, daughter, Alex, Alexandra, she's 15, and then another boy, Gabriel, uh, he's 12. So my family means more to me than anything, uh, but I am very passionate about fitness, and I've been doing this um, for over 20 years, I've had my own brick and mortar here again in Arizona for 15 years, but I've been coaching people for over 20. Specifically, when it comes to pageant coaching, I have been the official trainer for Miss Arizona USA for over a decade 
And then the other states have kind of come in and I've been working with several states now for over five years. Wow. That's amazing. And that's kind of how it rolls. I know with Powerhouse too, we started kind of in the north and we've slowly spread all the way now to like Oregon to New Jersey. And sometimes you just wonder how people find you. I know I found you because of another client of mine who previously worked with you in Arizona. Um, And so I just think it's awesome that you're helping so many people. And when we find other entrepreneurs who are um, doing what they love, but also getting results for people and transforming lives, that's a really special thing. So we're honored to have you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I would love to hear the story of how you got into fitness coaching. You said that you've done this for a long time. What was the first thing that got you really passionate about fitness and nutrition coaching, helping people and getting into kind of this niche? So uh, being a, I mean, fitness and nutrition, what's got, what got me into that was uh, at a young age, I played football, played football, high school, college. Uh, So nutrition and exercise were always a big part of my life. Uh, and I grew up on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hulk Hogan. So mm-hmm. dating myself a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I always looked up to them and always aspired to be, um, stronger and healthier for myself, for my team. Uh, unfortunately, uh, and fortunately, cause it's made me the man I am today. Uh, I was bullied as a kid. Uh, so I always wanted to be stronger, you know, so I could protect myself and, and help others too, that were being bullied. Wow. So that kind of led me, my degree in college is actually in uh, organizational analysis and administration. I have a minor in communication. So the college I went to did not offer um, kinesiology or exercise science, uh, but I went there because it was, I wanted to play football basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always knew from the time I was in high school that I wanted to own my own gym. I remember taking business classes and saying that that's what I was going to do someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I worked in the corporate world for a while and, and realized that I had more to give and more to offer than just that. Um, and so I moved out to Arizona about 19 years ago, uh, just on a whim that I went into a corporation at the time out here, uh, a gym and got hired that day, found a place to live the next day, went back to Ohio, put in my two weeks notice, uh, moved out to Arizona and then just started training and have been uh, training, I, I called it then, and now I call myself more of a coach hmm. uh, versus a trainer because I feel a coach's job is to take you somewhere. Uh, hopefully I take you and you know those that I work with to a place that they wanna go. Uh, a trainer to me is someone that you go into a, a workout and it's great, and high fives and it was good sweat, but hmm. then there's really not much more beyond that. Uh, a coach tries to find out your why, you know, in this case, why do you want to do the person? Why does she want to do a pageant, you know, um, or why does she feel like she needs to get leaner or whatever it may be instead of just, oh, that's your goal. Let's go do it. It's wow. really trying to determine the why behind that and how we can not only achieve it, not just short term, but make it a lifestyle. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like, I just feel like I just learned something. That's incredible. I've never Mm -hmm. thought of it from that perspective. And, you know, I was somebody who used to have an emotional eating disorder. And I remember I was so goal oriented. I knew I wanted to lose weight. I knew that something was wrong in my life, but I never thought of it that way of, of thinking that without the why it's just like blind ambition where you're just going off sheer willpower, but you don't have all the tools in your toolbox to be able to be supported. And that's what I love about 
what you do too. And I think why you've had such incredible results with women specifically, because you understand that. So I'm curious, um, you talk about your why, what is kind of your biggest why of why you do what you do and why you love what you do every day? So, uh, with regards to this, because I specialize not only in the in the pageantry world, and to me, when I think pageantry, I, I don't just think getting a woman ready for um, Miss USA, Miss America, United States. What I don't think of it just getting a woman ready for a pageant. Mm. Pageantry to me is someone coming to me with a goal of uh, quote unquote looking better, mm. um, and chasing sometimes that perfect like why do you need to look better like mm-hmm. what about you isn't beautiful in the case of a woman so um isn't strong isn't sexy whatever that may be that he or she wants mm-hmm. so to me that's pageantry um i also work a lot with um pre and postnatal women mm-hmm. post breast cancer and then entrepreneurs but talking about the first three to me, the reason I focus on those is that those are the times when I feel a woman is her most beautiful, but doesn't see it. Wow. And so when a woman's pregnant, right, to me, that is, that's beauty, right? You know, um, you know, so that is, you know, God has blessed this woman, um, you know, with the chance to be pregnant. She, but, you know, sometimes women are like, oh my gosh, I don't like my body. I don't like how I'm feeling. Or afterwards, they're concerned with, well, will I ever look the same? Uh, and so really understanding, you know, again, the why, why does it matter so much? You know, what are we really going for? And then post breast cancer, my wife had it twice. Um, and the second time she had a double mastectomy. Mm. So the reality is, I mean, my wife is a beautiful woman. She's strong. She's amazing. Um, but you know, her body won't ever look the same. Mm. Uh, and so some women then, you know, that can be very hard for her. Uh, you know, and if she puts a lot of stock into those particular areas for whatever reason, uh, you know, that can really affect her self-esteem. So I think to answer your question, like why then, what's my why is it goes back to when I was bullied, right? And I didn't feel like I had any power. Mm. Uh, so what do I want to do? I want to empower the people I work with. So whatever they're facing, they don't ever feel weak. Wow. That's so awesome. I love that. And I love that, especially because people, you know, I think sometimes we as entrepreneurs, when we're on the other side of it, or we've reached even any amount of success, it's really easy to look at somebody like you look at somebody like me and say, Oh, well, they could never identify with what I'm going through, right? Like, Oh, Scott's always been in shape. Scott's always been confident. Scott's always been this, but just simply hearing that actually the basis of your success came from quite a bit of pain. You know, for me, a lot of that is too. When I competed in Miss America, it was 10 weeks after I'd won basically my second pageant ever. And I was on this big stage and I was just like, holy crap, I'm 21 and don't know what I'm doing, you know? And so out of that pain of like, oh my gosh, it was just my mom and I, now I started a coaching practice to help other women so that may never have to feel that way. And to hear that you birthed, you know, a movement now out of something very similar is just incredible. And I think that that's going to be so great for our listeners because you know, they want to be empowered. They're stuck in some place in their life and they want to reach the next level. They are super achievers. So my next question for you is what do you feel like is the biggest result that maybe people don't expect to get through having nutrition and weight coaching? Um, Maybe it's an internal result even, but what is a result that you typically find people end up experiencing through um, hiring you as their coach more than just their trainer that maybe they don't even know they're looking for, but they end up getting out of it? 
No, I mean, it's a great question. I, and I think um, what uh, he or she um, gets out of it is that sense of empowerment. Mm. You know, instead of me just, you know, giving them the fish, right, teaching them to fish. Wow, that's good. Uh, you know, and, and that, you know, whatever results, whoever I'm working with, um, the results they're getting is not so much because of me. It's because of their effort, their attitude. Uh, you know, I coach, uh, I've coached flag football for a number of years too um, with my boys. And I always tell the kids I'm coaching, I go, the two things we can always control, right, is our attitude and our effort. Mm. Uh, you know, and what I tell adults too is not only those, but the only thing we really ever truly own in life is our own word, mm. right? So other things can be taken from us. We can give rid, we can get rid of, we can give up, whatever it is. But those things right there, we always have a say in, in how we, you know, go about things. Sometimes it's easier than others, right? To have a good attitude, to give a uh, good effort, right? To stay true to our word, but we always have control of that. Mm -hmm. So I think what people get out of working with me that maybe they don't realize is when they uh, eventually look the way they wanted to feel the way they want, lift what they wanted, you know, whatever it may be, you know, recover, um, that, you know, it was because of them uh, more so than even me. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful. And I love that perspective so much because I think sometimes as high achieving people, which obviously people who hire a coach in a capacity, it's because they want a result, right? But I think um, what I've found even in my own life is if it's just the goal and it's just another tick on the checkbox or whatever, when you, when you achieve that goal, maybe when you get the inches off your waist or you hit your goal weight, but it doesn't have a strong why attached to it. Um, it can actually be a little bit of an identity crisis when you get there because you think that your internal world, maybe your thought processes, your self-worth is your self-image is going to increase. But if you're not working on that along the way and have a coach who's supporting you in who you are and checking up properly in, in ways more so than just, Hey, did you do it right this week? Um, I think that it can be really disappointing actually. And that's why we see so many people yo-yo dieting or going back and forth and they're a hundred pounds up, hundred pounds down. What's your perspective on what else it takes and maybe why do people succeed or why do people quit along the journey? Um, yeah, I think that's a great place to start. No, for sure. So I think why people might quit is because, uh, you know, they, they think all it takes is again to be motivated mm. uh, and i i don't really believe in motivation so much uh, because it's easy to be motivated when things are going our way mm. uh, right what it takes is consistency accountability right persistence hard work um, and you know to be honest you know it's not a lot of people want to put forth that much effort Right. Uh, and it's unfortunate because especially now with social media and things like that, right? You click on this, you click on that, and it's like follow this and you're guaranteed results. It's like, how can you guarantee me results? You don't know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so just but people see all these, you know, um Instagram stars or whatever it may be, and and uh, you know, they they just think like it's that easy uh to accomplish whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why, you know, a lot of people fail, but most people, you know, when I'm working with someone, I'm like, the reason most people fail is because of lack of preparation, mm. not discipline, right? Um, you might not have discipline in that particular field, but to say you're not a disciplined person, right? Especially mm. the people you work with that are high achievers, they must be disciplined in something. 
you know, some of them, it may just be their career or maybe their family or whatever it is. And, and those are awesome, uh, but they haven't found really the time to be disciplined in taking care of themselves. Mm. Uh, so it's just kind of reallocating, you know, your time spent and things like that. So I always tell people like um, maybe start out your week on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever, you know, um, every week starts on Sunday and every week ends on Saturday. Right? Mm. Every day is 24 hours. You have just as much time as I do, just as much as anyone listening. So when people say I don't have time, that really, you know, that, that doesn't go over too well with me. <laughs> you know, now, again, if someone's a single parent, that's totally different and they're working, you know, a couple of jobs. Yeah. You probably don't have a lot of time to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. But most people, you know, when they're like, I don't have time, I'm like, all right, let's break that down. And this week, you might have less time than last week. So if you plan out your week ahead of time, and you kind of block and shelf, and you say, hey, look, it looks like I got 30 minutes, and that's it. Okay, well, then we're going to have to go with 30 minutes that day, you know, to work out in the case of this, or to prep your food, or, you know, for someone, maybe it's reading or whatever it is. But if it's important enough, you'll find the time. And that's the thing is, I think the reason a lot of people fail is because it's truly not that important to them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What have you found is a a big argument that you typically blow up? And maybe it's just this, but I have found that a lot of people make excuses um, and they say that they want something and they'll even put money behind it. And then they just don't surprisingly, you'll drop money on something. You say that you want it, but they just, something happens in the in-between. How do you encourage people, I guess, to make it simple, to make this doable when um, maybe there are some obstacles either internal or external in their way? Sure, so, so what I suggest to people, and, I, and again, I've had that happen um, as well too, is before you commit to whatever it may be, uh, you know, do your research, right? So let's say it's working with you, working with me or whatever. You know, do your research and see if the person you want to work with first has helped people with similar goals that you have get to where you want to go, Hmm. Um, right? We don't want to compare, but, you know, we just want to see, like, if you want to work with someone for pageants and this person's never helped anyone with pageants, you may not want to work with him or her. Hmm. Uh, So do your research first. Then also, you know, look and see who your, right, your fab five, right, is, and, and so the five closest people in your life, right, because that's who you tend to be, right, so if you're hanging around a lot of people that are negative, um, eat poorly, drink all the time, you're probably one of them too, if you're hanging around a lot of people that are driven, successful, you know, their idea of having fun is going on a walk, a hike, something like that, you're probably active, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I have my six healthy F's, we call them. So it's family, food, friends, fitness, and faith, and Mm -hmm. finances. And I encourage people, look at whatever your goal is. So let's say your goal in this case is fitness, right? Since you're talking to me. Look and see who are your top three to five people in your network that are fitness oriented. And if you don't have anyone, you're probably, we're going to have to set a little different goals and start very beginner because you don't have a, an environment that's set up to really help you flourish in that. Wow. And so that's what I think happens with a lot of people that have the best of intentions. Um, so again, say fitness, but 
none of their friends work out. Their spouse maybe doesn't work out. Um, they don't, their friends don't maybe care about exercise or nutrition. And then they're wanting to change their life and it's really hard. Um, so you want to make sure you kind of check your environments and maybe someone's not in there. So like I tell people, I had a conversation with a client today. I go, um, with regards to your nutrition, you know, I go, make sure your husband, you know, not that you need his permission or in the case of a husband needing his wife's permission, I'm not sexist or anything like that. But right. <laughs> if you're going to change your eating and, and let's say you and whoever you're with now, your idea of um, a good time or just relaxing is coming home every night and having a glass or two of wine or beer. And you're like, I'm going to get rid of it. Well, if that's what he thinks as far as what makes your relationship your relationship, you got to come up with something else that shows him that you're still involved. Otherwise, he may think that since you got rid of that, it means you don't want to be with him. Wow. So, and same with finances or whatever it may be. So that's where I think a lot of people um, struggle is they have a good um, network around them. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of like answering the question even um, of like work-life balance. I have never thought of something that way because um, obviously I'm an entrepreneur and in a relationship and I'm close with my family and all those types of things. So I'm going to take that home with me. I've never heard that that way before, but just looking at kind of your network in each area and then analyzing when you make a change here, you're going to have to kind of, if you ebb this way, you're going to have to flow this way or else like your actions do affect the people around you. And I just love your perspective of planning ahead. Like even in those areas, I think that just helps people so much to make it simple and not fail just because they weren't prepared for the other changes that their actions would affect in the people around them's lives. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. One of the uh, people I really enjoy listening to is Les Brown. And he's one that talked about like having like those friends in, in different categories, for instance. So I'm not saying because your friends don't work out, let's say you got to get rid of your friends by any means. Mm -hmm. But those aren't the ones that you probably should be talking to when it comes to your fitness goals. Yeah. Maybe those friends are financially sound and you talk to them about that. Or maybe those friends have a family life mm -hmm. that you're like, wow, I wish I had a husband like that, a wife like that, a family like that, whatever. Like, I really respect how they raise their children or how they treat one another. So, you know, you might not have that one person that encompasses all of those things. Um, but that's why if you can write down, like, who it is in each of those, um, that can help you um, to say, like, okay, like, I see how they do this and um, they seem happy. So I'm going to try that and see if that works for me, too. Yeah, I totally dig that. I'm going to take that and do that after we get off this call. <laughs> That's a great idea. This so, call was already great. Yeah, awesome. So you said earlier, um, watch and follow the people who get results. I am so curious. You are a father and you're a loyal husband. You're in Arizona. Your wife's from Nebraska, which is amazing, obviously, yeah. where I'm from. But yeah. how the heck did you niche down into the very specific world of pageantry? How? Tell us the story. Sure. So, um, uh, Kim Joyner is her maiden name. Uh, she's now married. Um, but she was the first Miss Arizona USA girl that I worked with. And I want to say 2009, 2010, I forget the exact like year it went into, but, um, my old brick and mortar, there was a tanning place behind us. She was getting tanned by them. Uh, the owners knew me, I knew them and they're like, Hey, this, 
This girl's getting ready for a pageant. She has an online coach, which I do a lot of, and she just doesn't seem like she's happy and she's getting results. Would you talk to her? So I was like, sure. So I talked to her. I didn't really know much about pageants at the time. At the time, I did uh, natural bodybuilding. I trained women for bikini and figure competitions and fitness competitions. So I was in the world of aesthetics, Mm. but not pageants. Um, And this guy she was working with uh, was sending her, as well as the team, basically the same workouts. Uh, And they have completely different physiques. So, you know, think about it. You know, everyone listening, why would you do the same workout? as someone who does not look like you doesn't have you know goals like you do um why are you always doing the same workout as them Mm. um and so that and then he was also body shaming them Mm. Uh, and so when i found out you know i was like hey i'll help you and i helped her and she um ended up making such a, a healthy transformation not only aesthetically but mentally that her director Britt, um, who I've been working with again for about a decade, said, would you be the official trainer for us? Wow. Um, and then at the time, Britt had Arizona and Utah. So I became the, the trainer for both, the coach for both. Uh, and then um, a former contestant of uh, our uh, contestant, I trained Erica Franzva. She was uh, Miss Arizona USA. She had competed in Colorado, so she introduced me to Future Productions, which has several states. So I started working with them, and now I started working with uh, Nevada as well, too. Awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. And I guess this is an off-the-wall question um, that I did not prepare you for, but what have you found is maybe uh, surprising about pageant women's like attitudes, work ethic, tenacity, maybe I, I should just say, tell the audience as if they don't know anything about pageant girls and what, uh, what were you maybe surprised by or have you learned over the last 10 years about the women who compete in this industry? Just, um, I mean, the amount uh, that you can all handle. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, from, from appearances to your, your practicing for whatever, and then, you know, most, you know, they're going to school, they have a job, they have doctorates. I mean, they're, I, you know, I never thought just because a, a woman did a pageant, she wasn't intelligent by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to know, like, most of most of them have more than just one thing going on, yep. right? Uh, and so to see how, how you handle it um, is great. And, and the passion that many of the women I've worked with in the past um, have for their particular platform, whatever that may be. And, and, you know, that's what I help coach them on is I'm not the interview coach like you are by, you know, any means. I am not the one to help them pick out a gown, even though they'll oftentimes show it to me before they show a lot of other people, which is funny. Um, but, you know, uh, for me, it's like, let's use this year that you have. Let's use this title you have. Let's use the whatever that you, you wherever you're at in whatever stage of pageantry, and let's use that to really impact others. Yeah. Um, and, you know, many of the women I've worked with in the past see that and um, they run with it. Some, you know, I, it's, you know, it's a little harder for them to see. But overall, I would say the thing that has impressed me the most or that I was surprised by the most is just how much you all have on your plate and yet still how awesome you do in everything. Hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that it, it makes us so lucky to be in this niche because we've really found 
diamonds in the rough. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would call any pageant girl, you know, aesthetically rough <laughs> by any means. No. But diamonds in the rough in terms of just the character building that it takes to be able to handle all that. And that's why I, I think it's so incredible. The people who are advocates for pageantry, despite everything that's going on in the industry right now, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but these women really are just people who go and dominate the world and whatever they do after pageantry and they become rock star mothers and rock star CEOs or rock star nurses or whatever the heck they end up wanting to do. And I think it's just so important that we continue to support this industry because they really are the, the catalyst and the reason for so many people's best employees and highest performing, you know, lawyers and all these different things. And it's just a shame and, and a wonder to me still that, you know, one YouTube video or whatever can ruin, um, sometimes people's entire perspective. I'm like, just give us five minutes right. and we will change your entire perspective. But For sure. that's just my own opinion. So um, I'm curious too, and obviously we've worked together a little bit, which we'll also talk about in a second, but how is training or uh, nutrition coaching for pageantry maybe different than the other training that you do or that you've seen some other coaches who maybe don't exactly know what they're doing um, do? Like, how is that a different approach? What are the different techniques without going into too much detail? But sure. I think people would really love to hear that. Sure. So, I mean, when it comes to nutrition, which for most, you know, that's 70 to 80% of, of, you know, you achieving where you want to be. Uh, hmm. The mindset that I feel a pageant contestant needs to have is that of an athlete, especially one going, um, let's say for a gold medal. All right. The, the Olympics come right every four years, you get one shot to get a gold medal in that particular event. Now I know they can compete again, possibly, I know pageant um, contestants cannot, but what separates someone winning a gold from a silver? Mm. It's normally not much, right? What separates the woman who wins whatever pageant she's doing versus the first runner up? It's wow. normally not much, right? So you gotta go in with a mindset of, you're going to do whatever it takes for you to be the best version of you, right? So when it comes to the nutrition aspect of that, it's being dialed in with your nutrition. It's being consistent. It doesn't mean you just eat fish and broccoli and that's all you eat. And if anyone listening to that does that, please message me right away. (laughs) That is so unhealthy, but that's the way we used to do it, right? We would cut everything out of our diet Um, and then we end up binge eating and we end up, you know, um, messing with our metabolisms. So what I found nutritionally that I have to do with a lot of pageant women is get them to eat more, um, you know, get them to be consistent, maybe get rid of the empty calories, um, that they've been doing, you know, by eating like just chips and things like that and getting more, uh, nutrient dense foods in them. Yep. Uh, so that's where, you know, a lot of them, because most of the women, right, are thin already. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a difference though, between being thin and fit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so w- with the strength training, what we look at is typically I, I tell them it's one from the back as far as if there is a swimsuit portion. From mm-hmm. the front, makeup's done, hair's done, everyone looks beautiful, smile, got it. But when they're walking across the stage or they turn, that's when maybe you see a little bit of jiggle, a little bit of softness that um, isn't necessarily what the judges want to see. Yeah. Uh, and that's where then lifting becomes a little more specific 
to a pageant contestant versus let's say just someone that's looking to get fit mm. um, where we have to maybe do a little more glute activation because as a woman you tend to um, use your quads more than your glutes so you get what we call like a pancake butt um, <laughs> right and then you build up your quads and you're like oh my gosh I don't like my legs and yeah. so and and also when I work with women and you know what I highly recommend is measure every week uh, because that's how you're going to know if things are working. Your mm -hmm. mind, we tend to, unfortunately, right, we're our own worst critics, um, you know, which again is finding out that why, but, you know, we talked about that already, but yeah. so a woman might be like, I don't feel like this is working, this, I'm not getting results, whatever it may be. Well, how do you, what do you mean you feel like you're not getting results? Mm. Either you are or you aren't. And the only way to know that is to measure. So then, and if you're not getting results, you either need to follow the plan that your coach puts you on or tell your coach so he or she can change the plan wow. so you can follow it. Wow. That is so like amazing to hear and you don't even know. Like, so for those of you guys listening who don't know some of my stories, so I had binge eating disorder. I dealt with that for almost two years when I was 18 and 19. I moved 12 hours away from home, went to music school in Nashville and it just ate me alive. I was suddenly the littlest fish in the biggest pond of all these incredible musicians. And I was kind of used to being the big fish my whole life. And I realized that because of the mental, emotional, spiritual side of just the wreckage that was everything being new to me, I took to food um, to you know, satisfy my emotions. And I just think that this is so incredible because I know, Scott, that you work with quite a few women who previously have had eating disorders or have struggled with mental health. And I think it would be so awesome um, for you to chat a little bit about, about specifically how, um, even though you're having people measure every week, because that's something that you and I even talked about, people who previously have had mental illness or an, emo an emotional eating disorder, eating disorder, how do you still empower people, like you said, which is a huge core value of, your, of yours, to have um, a really healthy mentality and still measure their progress? How do you navigate those channels with these ladies that you work with? Sure. So, um, so a couple things too, just so everyone knows too, I am not by any means and I know you didn't say I am, but I want people to know, like, I'm not a counselor. I'm not licensed yeah. in that. So, um, now I have worked with women who, to your point, have eating disorders, have mental, um, disorders, you know, have things like that. Some of which are still working with a, a registered, um, uh, clinician and some that aren't. Um, yeah. but so to answer your question now, based off of that is, I'll have them, you know, again, it's knowing their why. Um, so as long as I can keep reminding them their why, because mm. sometimes that's when we get a little off track, right? You are tracking and um, you're not really sure why you're tracking. It's like, all right, listen, um, we want you to measure, let's say it is your food and maybe someone's going to use an app. Maybe someone's going to write it down. Well, why would I do that? Like, um, you know, I'm afraid of doing that. And sometimes I, I can't have them do that. Other times I'm like, we're measuring that because you told me you wanted to be stronger. Let's say, can you be strong when you're not eating? Mm. Well, no. Okay. Can we agree that because of whatever's happened in your life, you don't have a healthy relationship with food to know wow. if what you're eating is enough to be strong? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then write it down. No judgment from me. No judgment from you. Um, but write it down so then I can say, 
hey, look, you're doing great. You're not eating enough of this. You're eating too much of this. And again, I'm not saying it in a judgmental way. And that's where, you know, I let a lot of women know when I'm first working with them, like, I'm not judging you. Like, um, you're not going to disappoint me. You're not going to upset me. Um, if I ask like, Hey, why didn't, why did you eat 300 grams of carbs today when you're only supposed to eat, let's say 200, mm-hmm. I'm not like, why did you, right? I'm yeah. like, what happened? Oh, Scott, yeah. well, you know, I was at a party. Okay. Did you have a great time? Yeah. Cool. Then have fun. You know yeah. what? Um, I was, I moved and I was emotional. Okay. Can we agree that food isn't going to make you feel better? Yeah. Yes. So what steps can we take? You know, so when that happens again, and for some, it's messaging me. It's like, Scott, I'm feeling down right now. Mm-hmm. And just taking that extra step right there for them to be like, oh, my gosh, I had to send them that. They now won't turn to that food. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really helping them with that. As far as the aesthetics, um, that's why, again, we tend to be our own worst critic. So mm-hmm. as I'm looking at the measurements, too, uh, right, in the aesthetics, you know, I can help point out some things that maybe you know, the, the woman cannot see. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I know just for those of you guys listening, so I work with Scott, we'll tell you why in a second. Um, but the way that he's been able to help me and just even how I know that I felt having that accountability that you're investing in yourself, um, it'll always return to you first and foremost, when you're with the right coach, when you're with the right person, I tell my clients that all the time, it'll always, you'll always reap a harvest, like just I mean, a hundredfold of what, whatever monetary investment um, you'll end up making your life investment of just on the back end will be so worth it. But I know I've even felt that Scott, where it's like, I know that I, you know, went and got happy hour with my friends or I ate sushi and it's like the hardest thing to count in the world. And you're like, I probably blew my carbs or blew my fat again. It's always fat for me. (laughs) And, you know, you're working hard, but it's so cool because a, um, and my boyfriend and I've talked about this, you know, sometimes even just being faithful to find a system that works for you and track um, compared to what you were doing before you hired a coach is still going to be so much more accurate to where you can still be making that progress. That's what I found for me. Like I've been kind of getting in the habit of it still and you'll have five good days and two, two bad days where you're a little bit off. And what I found is instead of just totally condemning myself for the bad days of being quote unquote off, I found that I've been wanting to be accountable because I know that the person on the other side is for me and they're not judging me and they are in this with me for my success. And then what I'm sure you find all the time and you can speak to this, Scott, is that instead of people just saying, oh, well, let's throw the baby out the bathwater and let's eat 500 carbs, you know, which is what old Megan would have done. I'm like, okay, like let's rein it in or do I just get back on track tomorrow? Like let's drink lots of water, what was happening. And really what you're doing is you're helping people like me coach ourselves in those moments that we don't just, you know, fly off the handle. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I suggest when people send me their updates or when someone's tracking, they're eating their workouts, right? Write down how you're sleeping, Mm. um, write down how you feel in the morning, you know, throughout the day at night. Uh, right. There's no reason why you can't feel great. You know, most, if not all the time. Um, and then that's where you got to kind of look and you might have to cut out certain foods, mm. um, not because they're bad, right. But because they don't make you feel good. Yeah. that's great. Right? So, so then that's why you want to cut those out. Right. I always tell people like about my wife who she loves corn chips, right. She loves, uh, you know, chips and salsa, but, um, sometimes if she's dehydrated or stressed her and she eats those, it makes her heart race even more. Huh. Um, so 
not really the best thing to eat, right? And then go to bed because now she, her heart's racing. She doesn't sleep as well. It affects her next day. It's but some days she's like, you know what? I want to have some chips and salsa, you know? So it's, she also is gluten-free, you know, and after, you know, going through cancer and some other things that, you know, she's experienced health wise that, but that's, she makes those decisions. But from time to time, she might say like, I don't really care, you know? So, so that's where I always like, let's say for you or whoever, if there is a, a food that you think is bad, which there really is no bad food again, unless it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. Um, and you have that, I would suggest, you know, write down, why did you have it? Hmm. You know, what was going through your head at that time? Was it, cause typically it's either emotional or it's environmental. Yeah. So you were at a Nebraska game, right? <laughs> Wishing that you were at a Ohio State game. No. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, you know, you're 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 there, and you're you're watching them, and you're like, when we're there, we have what is it, red beer or whatever. Yeah. Um, that you guys have, and so that's why I had it. Okay, cool. Like, great. If you are on whatever particular regimen of eating that you shouldn't be having that at that time, and you're not strong enough to say no. Mm. at a game you may have to skip the game yeah right so it's it's, it's kind of looking at those different things and i've had that happen myself too where like i like beer i tell people mm -hmm. um you know i'm not going to drink it and then go drive around i'm not going to drink it and go to work mm -hmm. but like on a saturday if i'm watching college football that's what i want to have if i don't want to have it right at that time mm -hmm. sometimes i have to figure out something else to do or make sure it's not easily accessible yep. so i won't have it yeah, that's absolutely phenomenal. And again, I think that's just, I love your approach, Scott, and why I think my clients are going to like you so much is because you have that same holistic approach where it's not just get it done, but like it's because you care about the person and you realize that they're a human and you want to empower them to learn how to eventually coach themselves rather than need you for the rest of their life. Like, yes, if they want that accountability, that's amazing. Reach your goals. Awesome. Like, I mean, now that I've gotten to experience coaching on this level, I'm like, wow, like that's really awesome. And I really would like to see what is like the epitome of what my body can do and how great I can feel because it's just not worth it to try and achieve these things in life and not feel your best. But I think that's such an important distinction that can break such a lie, even in people's heads, thinking that it can, that it's scary to have a coach or it's unnecessary to have a coach. I mean, really, when you think about achieving your goals, like two heads are better than one. And if you can find that right fit for yourself that, you know, is for you and is somebody who is, um, you know, not just going to be a taskmaster and somebody who wants you to be healthy, kind of mind, body, spirit. I just, I really would say, I don't think that you can afford not to, in my personal opinion. And, you know, kind of going off of that, obviously there have been some major changes in the Miss America organization in the past two years, and you train both in the Miss America organization as well as in the Miss Universe organizations, primarily in America. And so I would really love to hear your perspective on why you feel like fitness is still relevant and an important part of, even if it's not the competition, um, maybe what your thoughts were when that was eliminated and just kind of tell us behind the scenes, your perspective with your, you know, over a decade of experience working in this industry. Sure. So first, when I first found out, you know, that they had gotten rid of swimsuit and now the evening gown uh, portion, right? The swimsuit, um, I'm all for it as far as I'm getting rid of that aspect. That's okay. Um, however, I feel they should replace it with something else that shows fitness. Hmm. Um, maybe it's like the teens and you're in fitness attire. 
because I get for some women, um, they may feel it's degrading uh, mm -hmm. to, you know, walk on stage in a swimsuit. Uh, so I, you know, I've never had to do that, um, right. <laughs> High heels and that, thankfully that would be a mess. Uh, so, so I, so I, uh, you know, try and empathize with those women that maybe struggle with that. And I know for many women, they found it empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, so I see to try and, you know, um, bring more people into it that maybe you get rid of that. But again, why not have an active wear, right. Where you can, wear leggings or you can wear shorts maybe you don't like your legs so you wear leggings maybe you do you wear shorts you wear a sports bra or you wear a tank top if you don't like your midriff mm -hmm. right? like something to show off that hard work because to me a well-rounded person mm -hmm. is someone that is physically fit as well as emotionally fit right spiritually fit you know there's all these aspects to being fit again like when we talk about the six f's that i talked about mm -hmm. Right. Like, so great. You have an amazing talent. You interview well, mm -hmm. but you're unhealthy and that's not making fun. Right. If a woman, for instance, is 36% or above in her body fat, that is considered obese. Mm -hmm. With that brings diabetes, high cholesterol, yep. um, all of these issues. So again, no judgment, but those are facts. She could be the most talented woman. She could have the most beautiful voice or whatever her talent is. You know, um, and she could interview like there's no one, no tomorrow, but she is not well-rounded, healthy. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, you can have a woman who is beautiful, right? Like tight butt and perfect skin and whatever that is for each person to think is beauty, right? It is in the eye of the beholder, but she might not know how to speak well. She might not have any talent. She might not have any sustenance to her. Mm -hmm. So that's not good either. <laughs> but but right it's uh, so it bothered me when they took that out because you're still going to judge on aesthetics yeah um or looks right because let's say you do baton twirling and this one does baton twirling you both did the same exact routine mm -hmm. um and i always told people this when i when i competed and because it's a subjective sport if you will right my wife is blonde i'm attracted to blondes more <laughs> so if you have a blonde and you have a brunette and they're both there and they both look the exact same, I'm going to choose the blonde, <laughs> right? So, um, and people, we all have, just like you, like you mentioned, you have, you know, a significant other, you probably have a type, mm -hmm. right? Whatever that type might be. So if you see that type mm -hmm. and another person's not that type and they both on paper are the exact same, you're going to go for your type. Right. So, so when they got rid of that, that was disheartening to me and they didn't put in something else. So, yeah. um, so I would like to see that in, uh, again, that's just my opinion. Now, as far as the other question is knowing that that's not in, why then would a, would a woman even care about hiring, let's say a fitness and a nutrition coach? Mm -hmm. Well, because you still know how you look in your clothes, um, and out of your clothes. And if you're not feeling confident mm. um, because you're like, well, if I wear this um, suit, this dress, this skirt, this outfit, whatever, um, well, it doesn't, I don't like the way it makes my hips look, my stomach look, my whatever look, right? You still want to work on your exercise. Mm. If you're unable to focus because your nutrition is so poor, mm. right? And you're tired all the time or you're not strong and you know, um, and you then can't speak well and being up on stage, right, is intimidating. I've been on stage for other things, never a pageant, mm -hmm. uh, but right, 
If you can't think clearly, right, how are you going to perform well? And if your nutrition's not on point, you're not going to be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. So still getting those things dialed in. Now, yeah, you don't have to worry so much about necessarily how your abs exactly look or your glutes exactly look. Mm -hmm. um, but you still want to know, like, whenever I'm wearing whatever outfit it is or um, gown for the first part of it, or however they're going to change that, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I really like how I can stand. I have good posture, too. That's the other thing, too, is it's not just about aesthetics, right? A lot of people now, especially, you know, uh, women your age and that are doing pageants, uh, right? You're on your phones a lot. You're on iPads. You're on your computers. Um, shoulders are rolled forward. You're sitting. Your hamstrings are compressed. Your lower back is contracted. Mm -hmm. So there's all these postural things that are going on. And then you're going to go and try and stand and be confident. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to have those shoulders rolled forward. Um, you're just not going to appear to be as confident as you could be. Wow. So working on those muscles structurally now can help you. So when you are standing on stage um, or being interviewed right when they sit down with you and speak to you, um, that you have that good posture to show that you're confident as well. Wow. Yeah. I think everybody listening is going to need to rewind this like 400 times and listen <laughs> to it because these are worries that real people have, but I just don't think that they've ever, sometimes there's even just a mental block of like, well, I don't want to talk to anybody about this because they could judge me. And so I hope you guys listening really take this to heart that like, Hey, this is not about being 125 pounds in a size four. This is because also the job of Miss America, the job of Miss USA is grueling. Like Miss America travels 250,000 miles on average a year. And you are on a plane every day. You're doing your own hair and makeup. You don't get enough sleep. You are probably not getting enough water. And so having the tools in your toolbox to learn how to be a healthy person all the way around is so important just for your, even because in the future, when you get married, when you have kids, you know, you're going to need to know how to self-correct and how to, you know, continue to live your life, but be healthy. And so learning how to implement these principles into your life now, again, having that bigger why it's, it's, I think we're missing the mark if we think that it's just about having, you know, a size, whatever the heck waste and whatever, especially now, but thinking, you know, giving yourself more like thinking of yourself as more than that, or it's like, Hey, no, if I'm really envisioning the legacy that I want to leave being Miss America, being Miss universe, being Miss Texas, whatever the heck your dream is, then I think that, you know, you deserve to show yourself more than that. Um, for those of you listening. So I hope you guys take that to heart. Well, we're, we're coming to the end of this podcast. And so I wanted to, um, share with you guys a little bit more of how um, Scott can help specifically our listeners, but I have a bit of a surprise for all of you guys to announce um, that I've not been public about anywhere. And so you guys are the first to hear um, other than my inner circle, because they hear everything first and my family, obviously. Um, but I've been working with Scott at the time of this recording for just under a month now. And by the time that you guys are listening to this, it'll be two, two and a half months, depending on when I end up wanting this to come out because a couple things are still coming together. But I'm very, very, very excited to um, share with you all that I'm actually getting back into the ring and competing for Miss Nebraska USA um, 2020 this year. And um, we're so excited. It's been a crazy time in the Swanson house as a family. Obviously, my little sister's going to Miss America and has been doing a couple of my workouts with me because she's been seeing all the results I've been getting. And she's like, what are you doing? And uh, just to share a couple of those. So um, like I said, I found Scott because of one of my clients actually in Arizona 
who worked with him previously. And I just heard such incredible things about him. And so he and I kind of got to know each other a little bit. And you guys, just in the last three weeks, I've already lost an inch, inch and a half off my waist. I feel so much stronger. And what's really cool is, so I'm an athlete. I played basketball in high school. I played noon ball with the guys like every single freaking day in college. Everybody always asks me if I'm a volleyball or basketball player. And I always think it's a compliment when people think I'm a volleyball player because I feel like that's like long and lean. (laughs) I'm six feet tall for any of you guys who are new around here and don't know how tall I am. But I was really looking to improve my fitness to that next level. I already work out five days a week and um, I'm gluten and dairy free. So I knew kind of what to do, but I really needed that coach. Even though I'm a coach, you guys, like I think the best coaches hire coaches who, uh, you know, know more than they do in a specific area. And so I reached out to Scott and it was just a perfect fit for us. And we've been working together and what I've loved specifically and why even you heard me ask him those questions earlier is because I asked him those questions just when I was even kind of interviewing him for the job of being my coach. And it's really important to me to find people and to only promote people who can not only get results, but I think will connect with the hearts of my community and my following um, on Instagram and Facebook and this podcast and my clients. And so it's just been an incredible journey. Um, Obviously I have a big goal ahead of me, but it's just been uh, honestly easy because I, even though it's different and even though I'm adjusting my schedule and learning how to put macros in, which, you know, again, previously having an eating disorder, I came to him at first and was just like, no, I can't do this. Like I need to figure out a different way. And he was super gracious to show me different ways that we could still achieve that result. But guys, I just want you to know that, um, he has my full approval and, um, is just an incredible coach and now a friend and somebody who truly just wants to do this to help people. And if I can get those kind of results in three weeks, um, what I've loved specifically is that when you're doing the workouts, um, you can do them, you know, in any basic gym, but also what I love is a specificity of, um, I wanted to tone around my hip area and obviously shrink your waist for swimsuit. And I've just found that when you're doing the workouts, you know, that there's working, you're working those specific areas. And even though there isn't quote unquote spot training, it just feels very effective. Like you're there on a mission, you know, that the areas that he's having you focus on are for a purpose. And so for me, um, as a person who likes to challenge everything as an Enneagram eight, um, I just know that I'm coming into the gym, like, okay, I'm working my shoulders. I'm working, you know, buns and thighs and that I can feel that that's going to help me achieve the result that I'm looking for. So I've been extremely impressed. Um, and they're going through a really awesome rebranding right now. And so you guys can follow him at STS nation on Instagram. I'm sure Scott can tell us a little bit more at the end. Um, a little bit more about how you can find him and connect with him, but we are actually running a special for everybody who's listening to this podcast. Um, we'll have a special code that we can put on Instagram, but Scott is very graciously offering, um, $50 off for the first 10 people that respond to this for individual coaching with him. And, uh, also he's an author. And so I'm going to allow Scott to kind of take over after this very long monologue of mine, um, to help you guys know how you can better connect with him. And he has a free gift for you and a bunch of gifts says, so take it away, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, as Megan mentioned, STS nation on Instagram, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, as well too. Scott's training systems, uh, you can go to Scott's Training System. Sorry, something's flying around in here. Scott'sTrainingSystems.com. Uh, uh, so again, Scott'sTrainingSystems.com. And uh, yes, I've written a few uh, different eBooks in particular with this um, this group that's been listening. Uh, if you uh, follow me on Instagram and then message me, 
in, in the subject line, you can just put Megan. Uh, that would be great. Um, or whatever. Is that okay with you, Megan, if they just yeah. put Megan or would you rather something else? That's perfect. Megan. Perfect. Welcome. So Megan, and I'll send you an <laughs> ebook that I wrote on um, pageant prep. So again, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, it, it has some workouts in there that are specific to pageantry. It has some nutrition ideas and, and just especially for that woman out there who maybe feels completely lost mm. and has never done a pageant, or maybe you feel like you financially can't afford a coach right now, but you just want to start getting going. Um, that's why I created it. So you don't have to feel so alone. Mm, yeah. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Um, everybody listening, we will put all that information in the show notes and online at powerhousepageantry.com and, of course, all over social media so we can ensure that you you will um, get all the information in the right hands. It'll be easily accessible. So um, thank you so much, Scott, for coming on and chatting with my audience today. This has been wonderful. I have learned so much. Thank you for all that you do to help our industry and help people all over the world. So I appreciate it very much. Welcome. Thank you. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.